0: Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Such an honor to be here with you to share God's word. And uh, I'm sure that all of us have been blessed by the time of ministering. Uh, I believe that God is Jehovah Jireh. He's the all-sufficient God, the one that is at your side. To Minister to your needs and um, we've been listening to this phenomenal series on uh, the year of rest and satisfaction. We did look at uh, different aspects of what it means to operate out of rest, uh, having a lifestyle of trusting God. Living a life of satisfaction. And uh, in this past one month, we've been going through the series of uh, staying connected, how to stay connected, being planted in the house, and um, where two or three are gathered together. The power of being together, staying in fellowship. Uh, I I definitely know that this uh, season, uh, I wouldn't have... uh, been where i am if it was not for the family that cared for me if it was not for the church family that was constantly strengthening me texting me encouraging me and and, i mean what a blessing to be part of a family and i can assure you if you're here for the very first time and you're wondering which family what are you talking about i want you to know that uh, if you are a lonely person uh, find a church Uh, if you're not part of any other church I'm sure this uh, family is there for you. WACC is a family on a mission to love and to care and to reach out to your needs. And so I want you to stay connected, be blessed. There's nothing like being part of a great family. I am blessed by wonderful parents. I've got a lovely sister as well. And uh, it's such a blessing to have parents that care for us. And it's the same way with the church. So we've been going through this uh, wonderful series of uh, staying connected. And today I'm here to share this message on the outcome. One of the benefits of staying connected with Jesus and uh, staying connected with the church or with the body of Christ is to have hope. You will have hope. And uh, the title of this uh, series that I picked up, or this message that I picked up, is Hope for Your Season. In 2020, for sure, it's been such a challenging season. Many of us have wondered, okay, God, I wish the season was over. Uh, with the pandemic, with a lot of challenges, being together with people that we, supposed, uh, we were supposed to love and have good fellowship with, we end up having a lot of tiff, fights. And um, yet, uh, many of us have, uh, have wondered, God, can the season be over? Can we just go back to normal life? And um, some of us have even lost hope. Uh, We've come to the end of the rope. We are like, okay, enough is enough. Let's do away with the season. And uh, some of us probably saw that breakthrough, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your job, whether it's in uh, relationships. Some of us maybe saw this breakthrough happen halfway through 2020. Some of us have been waiting till 2020 December and we are like, God, is this ever going to move out of the way? Is this mountain ever going to get out of my way? And uh, some of us have stepped into 2021 saying that, yes, finally, it's getting over. And uh, one month has gone by, 2021, Feb is almost through and we are still in the boat with so much of hopelessness. Today, I'm here to tell you that Jesus is our hope. He is the hope of our season. If you're wondering that I do not have a wild worship is going on, I had this sense in my heart to tell you that uh, there is someone who's been struggling with pain in the back, in, um, in the spinal area. And uh, you've been suffering with that for more than 20 years. Uh, and I just want you to know that Jesus is here to heal you. Uh, I just release that healing right now into your situation. I also saw this person... Uh, you're very beautiful. You're a, of course, you're a girl. Not of course, sorry, you're a girl. And uh, uh, you've been wondering, God, uh, I don't think I'm beautiful. And I just want you to know that God tells you he created you beautiful. He created you with a beautiful purpose. And stop comparing yourself Uh, with uh, someone around you i just feel that you're comparing yourself with somebody uh, at close quarters that looks probably more beautiful than you Uh, i just feel in my heart that the lord wants you to stop comparing yourself with anyone that is around you you are created beautiful you are created with a purpose that jesus has made you with such a beautiful in uh, jeremiah 29 and 11 it says the lord tells you i have a plan That is for a good future. It is not to harm you. It is not to destroy you. I have created you with a wonderful plan. And so I want to release this word of faith into your life. That you are beautiful. And you are are created with a purpose of, of the Lord God Almighty and so for those of you who have been uh, going through hopelessness uh, today i'm hoping to release a word of faith and uh, a word of strength into your spirit i know there's going to be the holy spirit is going to have his way today to minister to your needs uh, but i definitely would love to go through scriptures couple of scriptures that uh, i have been uh, i have on my heart and let's open our bibles to matthew chapter 11 the verse for our season it's matthew chapter 11 verse 28 and uh, through 30 i'm going to read that out come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest i want to read that again come to me and it's not me it's jesus come to me everyone who is weary if you are broken if you are heavy laden if you are uh, frustrated uh, the lord is telling you jesus is telling you come to him he is going to give you rest And the next verse says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. So we're going to learn together about what Jesus did different from maybe what we are doing right now. And what is it that we need to learn from him so that we can find rest for our souls? So, Father, I just want to pray for my brothers and my sisters that you will help each and every one of us to learn from you, to learn off you, of how you handle these situations. And, Father, release your peace, release your joy. I just see this picture of a family that has been uh, struggling uh, with your family members, with your relatives. You've been having arguments about... um, I don't know what exactly it looks like, but it it looks like a property situation. And I I just uh, feel that you've been uh, tired. You've been worn out with uh, these battles that have been going on for a while. And Jesus wants you to know that he is your way maker. He can shut the mouth of the lion. Why wouldn't he uh, come through into your situation? And so be hopeful. Rejoice because Jesus is with you. Amen. And uh, so we're going to look at this uh, context, the context of the scripture in Matthew 11, uh, verse 28, the background behind this. Matthew, of course, uh, is a disciple of Jesus, and uh, he is a Jew, and he writes this gospel to the Jewish community with the with the intention of uh, showing forth the King of the Jews. He wants to talk about this Jew. ...Jewish person or the king of the Jews... ...that they've been waiting for... ...the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And he brings out the details... To help the Jewish community to understand that Jesus is the Messiah, so he starts off with the uh, with the birth of Jesus, the details of how Jesus. He, he connects it with the Old Testament prophecies and he tries to link it up so that the Jewish community can understand that this is the, the Messiah that they've been waiting for. So if you look at the book of uh, or the Gospel of Matthew, you will see that uh, the birth of Jesus, the wise men coming in, uh, the shepherds coming in, all those details are laid out very clearly and it was primarily to help that community to understand and then it also talks about the baptism of jesus where john the baptist baptizes his cousin jesus and heaven opens up and the father attests, saying that this is my beloved son. So it is very clear that Matthew is trying to com- communicate that Jesus is the son of God. And he's trying to tell the community that whom we have been waiting for, he is right now here. He is, he's trying to communicate it to this Jewish community so that they could believe. And um, then we uh, see all the teachings of Jesus Uh, Of what uh, From Matthew till chapter 7, we see the teachings of Jesus. And chapter 8 and 9, there are a few um, uh, miracles that are listed out. Wonderful miracles that point towards the power and the glory of this Messiah, Jesus Christ. In that, after that, we come all the way to chapter 9 and verse 35 onwards. I'm going to read that out. Uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 onwards. Jesus was going about... All the cities and the villages teaching in the synagogue, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. And seeing the multitude, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and downcast. Wow, isn't that amazing that Jesus, even while he was on earth, he felt compassion. He felt, uh, you know, his heart was moved. When he saw the people that were downcast and distressed. And so don't you worry if you are one of them. Jesus is right beside you to meet you at your point of need. He is there. Move with compassion to break through into your situation. So Jesus sees the community uh, that is uh, da- distressed and downcast. And he says they are like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus can, could not reach out to every person around. So look at what he does. He tells his disciples. Guys. That's my version, okay? He said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. Let us pray to the master, to the, to the father who unleashes out the, the harvesters, the people, the laborers, all the leaders that are out there. I just feel in my heart, even while um, Pastor Jijo uh, was ministering, I just felt this... Uh, uh, urgency or this urge to declare it over you if you have been confused about your purpose your call i do not know i am not like pastor Jijo, i am not like pastor john uh, but i still want to serve god if that is you i want you to know that god has seen your uh, your prayer and he wants to pick you up into being a useful person into the kingdom of god in serving god and jesus saw the need around He saw the people that were in need of leaders. And so he tells his uh, disciples, pray. Let's pray that the father would release laborers into the kingdom. And the next verse in chapter 10 is very, I mean, it's amazing. I, I read this and I was like, wow, God is so concerned that his people would have someone to talk to. Someone to minister to their needs, someone to lead them, to guide them. And so he appoints his 12 disciples. He sends them out and he says, having summoned his 12 disciples, he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease. Jesus could have done this by himself, but he appoints his disciples. He sends them with authority. And he not only sends them with authority, he also gives them instructions on how to do ministry, what to do, what not to do, the right attitude with which you need to do, uh, go while you're going to minister to the people. So read uh, Matthew chapter 10 after this. In our explanation of giving instructions in Matthew 11, it says it came about that when Jesus had finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he departed from there to teach and preach in the cities. So Jesus continues to do what he was sent for. But the amazing thing is the next few verses talks about all a different story. So till this point, we find Jesus is all action-packed, miracles, signs, wonders. He's got a good team with him. He's sending them out for the missions. He's, he's telling them, okay, you are going to do the same thing that I did. Uh, all that authority that I have, I give it to you. And you're going to function the same way that I function. And he sends them out. But look at the next few verses. In chapter 11 and verse 2 onwards. When John in the prison heard of the works of Jesus, or works of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the expected one, or shall we look for someone else? Wow, that is rejection. <laughs> I mean, John the Baptist, who knew Jesus from his birth, uh, he felt the Holy Spirit even while he was in his mom's womb. He felt the Holy Spirit when, he, when, when his mom met Jesus' is more Mary. And they encountered the power of the Holy Spirit. And yet, he doubted Jesus. Not only that, when he baptized, he's the one who baptized his cousin Jesus. And he heard for sure the father's voice. This is my beloved son. In whom I'm very well pleased, after having heard the Father, and I'm sure he saw the signs and wonders, the dove come, I mean the spirit coming in like a dove, what a phenomenal, miraculous encounter that John the Baptist had, and yet he doubts Jesus. I'm sure he saw all the miracles, the wonders, all that Jesus did, and yet he doubts Jesus. Many of us probably are in the same situation like Jesus was. Probably we've been serving Jesus. We have left everything that we have. Maybe some of us have given up our, uh, you know, right in our family. I know for sure uh, there was a situation when I um, decided to follow Jesus and my family decided to follow Jesus. Uh, many of our relatives weren't very sure of what we were doing. And I remember when I left my job, when I gave up my job to serve the Lord um, without a job, full-time, suppose it, um, I remember that I used to face face a lot of uh, rejection and face a lot of mockery and uh, uh, there were a lot of negative words that I heard uh, and people never understood what I was doing. Some of you might be like that where you have left all that you had to follow Jesus. People don't understand what you're doing. John the Baptist did not understand or probably doubted Jesus. Jesus faced a major rejection. But look at what Jesus does in response. In chapter um, 11 and verse 11, it says, But I say to you, among those born of women, there has not arisen, arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Wow. Jesus, in turn, does not pull down or look down on his cousin John the Baptist that doubted who he was. But he speaks well of his cousin. Is that the response that we have towards people that reject us? Many a times we want to bash, you know, we want to bash them. We want to uh, punch them in the nose. And uh, many times when we hear negative words, okay, this is what they're doing. This is who she is. Who does she think she is? Holy, holier than me. And maybe your friends are rejecting you. But I want you to know, Jesus says in Matthew 11, come to me and learn from me. Jesus has modeled out a life of humility. It takes humility. Jesus says, learn from me because I have a humble heart. I have a gentle heart. And it takes humility to reach out to somebody who has rejected you and to speak good about them." Amen. And uh, this Jesus wants you to know that you have hope in your relationships. If you're wondering, God, I'm sick and tired of all these relationships. No one cares for me. Welcome to the word. Jesus says, come to me. I have been there. I know what exactly you're you're saying. And Jesus wants to comfort you with hope. And uh, the next few verses, it's it's not just John the Baptist. The next few verses uh, mentions out um, Jesus uh, uh, conveying the fact that he was rejected by his generation. The people that saw all that he did called him a gluttonous person, called him a drunkard. And uh, verse 19, it says that he's a friend of tax gatherers and sinners i remember when i left my job one of my relatives or uh, one of our close uh, uh, yeah, relatives uh, called my parents and said uh, looks like she's got she's gotten into something that is not good she is uh, not she, she's gone into a lifestyle that is not godly i'm like what <laughs> i mean i left everything to follow jesus and is this what i get to hear if you are like me welcome to jesus club Jesus also had to face up with his rejection where he felt he was called a friend of sinners. And in those days to be called one among the tax gatherers was not an easy thing. It's like um, not being part of a good community. And Jesus says, come to me. I will strengthen you. I will give you hope. I will give you rest for your souls. And not just this. Look at uh, the, the next verse. In verse 20 it says, he began to reproach the cities in which... Most of his miracles were done. Can you imagine going into all these places, preaching your lungs out, doing all the signs and wonders or or being used by the Lord in signs and wonders and then going through this rejection where nobody believes in you. That's what the scripture says. Because they did not repent, their heart was hardened. And Jesus feels rejection from all these cities, the three cities that are mentioned in here. And in this context of having faced rejection, like many of us in the season, especially in 2020, 2021 beginning, I'm sure some of us have the same story where we've gone through rejection or we feel hopeless. We've lost, uh, we've we've lost, we probably feel very angry and frustrated with people, everyone around us. If if there's anyone coming close to us, we want to, we really want to, you know, uh, yell at them. And if that is you, I just want you to listen to Jesus. Go back to scriptures. Let's go through verse 25. What made Jesus feel at peace, feel at rest, stay rested? Verse 25 says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I praise thee, O Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, that thou did not hide these things from the wise and the intelligent, but you revealed uh, revealed them to babes. Yes, Father, for thus it was well pleasing in thy sight. And then he goes on to say, All things have been handed over to me by my Father. Jesus knew his authority. Jesus knew he, what he carried. He knew his, the purposes that his Father had for him. And not only that, uh, the next verse is No one knows the Son except the Father. He was so sure of the Father's love. He was so sure of his Father, the relationship that he had with his Father, except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son, uh, and sorry, no no one knows the Father except the Son. So he knew the Father, and he knew that the Father knew him well enough. This relationship was so strong in Jesus' life that gave him, So much of hope to pursue his life. He did not stop doing miracles. He did not stop from his purpose. Just because he was offended, just because he was rejected, just because, you know, he faced up with hopelessness, he did not stop doing what he was sent for. And so if you are in that situation, uh, I, uh, very recently, there was a situation where somebody called me up and uh, gave me a lecture for maybe an hour and said, who do you think you are? WACC ka-da-da-da-da. and you know, the rest of it is fill in the blanks, okay? And I listened to that entire story and I was like, oh wow. And then uh, the person was picking up on a few of the leaders and I was like, God, what do I do to this person? What Can you just show me something to speak to this person? Suddenly I saw that this person was broken. This person was hurt. This person was frustrated. And the Lord was, was telling me, minister to this person in love can I tell you, I didn't feel one bit of love. You know, I really was was angry with this person. How can you, after all that we are trying to do to you, after all that we are trying to be compassionate with you, uh, how can you say all of that? But I had to go back to the Lord and tell him, God, can you just pour out your love into my heart so that I can minister out of love? And that is what Jesus wants to tell you. And, that, and, and, and to sum it up, There was this intense love that was poured out into my heart that I didn't have any grudge towards this person. Even right now, while I'm speaking to you, uh, I can confidently say that the love of Jesus is so powerful to break every offense, to break the power of rejection. Whatever you are going through, he is able to pour out his love into your heart. And so Jesus is telling us, come to me. Uh, all who are weary so before we get into um, uh, looking to Jesus and to learn from Jesus I want to define the word hope the the word hope in the dictionary is is given as uh, the meaning of it is given as the feeling of expectation the desire for a particular thing to happen there's an anticipation uh, when we have hope but the strength of the worldly hope is in the power of the desire of that person But what about the hope in the Bible? The hope in the Bible uh, is a confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength is in the faithfulness of God. The difference between the hope that God gives us and the hope that is defined in the dictionary or the hope of the world, if I can call it, is the fact that one is based out of your desire, that you know that you will make it through. You know you will get a job. But the beautiful thing about having a relationship with Jesus, staying connected with Jesus, and the hope that we have in Jesus is that we have that hope because God is faithful. If he has a plan for your life, I am sure, I am absolutely sure he is faithful to fulfill it. The Hebrew word that is used for hope is this word called tikwa, T-I-A-T-I-K. Sorry, T-I-K-V-A-H or T-I-Q-V-A. And uh, the meaning of it or the the other word used for that word is rope. And that is clearly seen in Joshua chapter 2. And I want us to look at Joshua chapter 2, verse 18 and 21, where it talks about the spies, the two spies that were sent by the leader Joshua uh, to spy out. The probable land that God had given them. Or the promised land that God had promised the Israelites. And they come to this place. And I'm sure the enemy was uh, looking out for them. Because the king sends out, gets to know that there are these two spies. But look at Rahab. Rahab the harlot, who was rejected by the community. Decides to uh, hide these two spies. When I read this. I was like, God, what made her believe or, or trust these two spies? What, 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 what about them? You know, did they carry something? Was the presence of God on their life? What, what exactly made them believe in these two? Uh, made her believe in these two spies. The scripture says in the previous verses that Rahab tells the two spies, "I have heard all that your God has done. I have heard that He dried the Red Sea." I have heard the story or the incident where he destroyed the powerful kings. And he, he helped you destroy them completely. And he, she continues to recite or to tell them that I know for sure. In fact, all of us in our land, we are afraid. Our hearts are melted. Our hearts are so afraid. And we are, we are, we are very sure that Israel is going to conquer our land. Wow. Many people around us know the God that we serve do we really believe the God that we serve do you know that Jesus is a hope of glory and look at her confidence she takes the risk to hide these two spies just because of what she's just heard about this God this amazing God who is powerful like we sang almighty who is conquered he's the alpha, he's the omega he's the one who is able to come into all those wonderful songs that we worshipped God with I mean, amazing God. Yet Rahab, the harlot, was able to connect with the God of who, who did this for of God of Israel. And Rahab takes the risk to hide these people. After all of that, the two spies. She, she asked them, "Can you can you give me a promise so that I won't be destroyed, that my family will not be destroyed?" And the two spies give her a cord, a thread, a red scarlet cord. A red scarlet cord. And uh, she is meant to put it out of the window so that they see that and they do not destroy her family when they come uh, to attack the city. And that cord is also the word tikwa, which means the hope, the rope of hope. When I look at Rahab's life, she had to have so much of faith in this God, in the nature of God, in the faithfulness that she has seen or heard through what she has heard about uh, what God has done in the Israelites' life. And that she had to put this cord believing that God would save her family as well. That is exactly what God wants to do for your life. He is a God of hope. One of the first ways that I have learned in my life to retain hope or to stay hopeful, to stay connected to the hope that God has given me, is to go back to the promises of God, to go back to the faithfulness of God. Psalm 103 We all know that scripture very well, where the psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Every time that I go back to what God has done, it gives me hope. It gives me strength in my heart. And that is what even in Romans chapter 5 says, uh, Hope, this hope in God's promise. In the Amplified Version it says, this hope in God's promises does not disappoint us. This hope will never fail. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, you can read it out later. It says, this hope does not disappoint us because this love from the Father has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And so I I just feel uh, there's somebody here who has been asking God for a breakthrough into your job. I I just feel that you've been switching jobs and... uh, uh, you've been wondering, God, I'm not able to have a life of stability. I'm not able to stay on one particular job. And you've been very frustrated in this situation. I just want to release hope into your life. Do not think that you are less worthy for a job. Or you don't think that you cannot fit into any job. The Lord will open up the right job into your life. And I also see this person who has been struggling in your marriage. Um, there's, I see this number 7. You're married for seven years and the Lord wants you to know that don't give up uh, with your marriage. Uh, And uh, you've been frustrated with your husband, uh, the fact that he's been irresponsible. He's not been um, helping out with uh, what you've been asking him to help you with. I I want you you to have hope. The Lord is a God of hope. He can come through. Uh, If he can come through for Rahab, you know, the one that probably was considered a... prostitute or a harlot why wouldn't he come for you i mean you are a child of god aren't you he will come through he is he is your hope he is the hope of your season and uh, how did jesus coming back to our words how did jesus have so much of hope in spite of uh, all the rejection that he went uh, through The first reason is because he knew his father. He knew what his father had told him. He was so confident of the promises that God had given him, that his father had given him. So the first way of staying hopeful in your season is to go back to the promises of God. Go back to what God has spoken to you. I remember... Uh, In 2005, I received a promise. And and when I heard that promise, when I heard that prophecy, I was like, God, is that me? No way. I mean, it was close to impossible in my eyes. But after 14 years, I saw that come to pass. And after it happened, I'm like, God, it really happened? And that is what I want to assure you. In Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 12, it says, God is watching over his word to perform it. God is watching, his, his, it's his, his eyes are watching over, setting order into making sure that your circumstances fit in so that he can allow those promises to come to pass in your life. Father, if there's anyone that is feeling hopeless, about whatever they are, they've they been facing up with, whether it's a job, I see this picture of someone who is uh, struggling with a knee pain. You, you've been having a swelling in your knees for a while. Uh, I see this uh, number 36. You've been having the situation uh, for 36 plus years and the Lord wants to heal you right now. Father, will you not release that healing into asbalante, ke? into this person who has been waiting for breakthrough in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus i hear this uh, this name joseph and uh, i i just feel in my heart that you've been uh, asking the lord for your daughter's marriage and the lord wants to break through into that situation father your word says he who finds a wife finds favor with you father will you not release that favor over this daughter right now in jesus mighty name i see this person uh, you have been so frustrated that you're not able to serve god and uh, you've been feeling that whatever you're doing is a failure The Lord wants you to know that God has sent you with a purpose. He has sent you into this world with a phenomenal plan. And He wants to establish that plan into your life. Uh, I just see this name, uh, Joanne. The Lord wants to tell you that He has already set marriage. I mean, you've been waiting for marriage. Rahab waited for that breakthrough. She had to wait in hope. She put out that rope, but she had to wait. Uh, it took a took the, uh, a while for the Israelites to walk into that situation. And I want us to open our Bibles uh, and, and uh, look at uh, this verse in John chapter 20 and verse uh, 30 and 31. John chapter 20, verse 30 and 31. I'll just paraphrase it out. It says, many signs Jesus performed. It is not written, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ he is the son of god and that believing you may have life in his name believing in Jesus matthew 11 verse 28 onwards says come to me believing in Jesus is hope colossians 126 and 27 says christ in you he is a hope of glory jesus is your hope when you when we read through the um, gospel of john there are seven statements that Jesus makes as I am. And I want to quickly run through those statements. There are seven statements of I am that he says. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I just feel in my heart that some of you have been feeling that God, I have come to the end of my, my, my road. And I feel that there's no way any further. Jesus says, I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Some of you have been believing the lies of the devil that says that you are worthless, that you you can, you will not amount to anything in life. One of the reasons that Jesus stayed hopeful, hopeful was because he believed in who he was. He believed in the purposes of the Father. The, even in my own life, I've seen that the moment that I believed... In what God called me to be. That's where I saw my breakthrough. I've heard all along. uh, Probably from my teenage. That you will be a leader. I did not believe it one one bit. Because I was a very shy person. I still think I'm shy. And. Look at what the Lord has done. The Lord is watching over his word. To perform it. And what changed in my life. Is the moment that I believed. What God spoke about me. The way you function changes the moment you believe. The way that you function, if you think you're good for nothing, that is what we end up being. Because Proverbs 23 says, As a man thinks, so is he. The way we think, if we think we are good for nothing, that is what we end up being. But if we believe that this is what God has called us to be, that is exactly what you would be. Jesus believed everything that the Father said. And saying things in confidence is not arrogance. Jesus said that he was the life. He is. I am the life. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. By us not accepting what God has spoken to us can be false humility. The Lord calls you with a purpose. And he has come here with hope. You have a purpose in life. And I want to release that right now into your life. If you have been believing that you do not have a purpose, Jesus believed his father. Jesus believed everything that he said, everything that the father said. And I want you to believe what God is calling you to be. You are a child of God. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of this almighty God. Jesus believed and so he functioned in what he believed. Every sign, there are seven signs that are mentioned in the gospel of John. Every sign that you look at matches up with what he confessed, what he declared. So believe in who you are. Believe in what God thinks about you. And I'm sure you will function very differently. You will function in all the purposes that God has for you. Father, I just want to release boldness and courage into everyone that is feeling hopeless about their future about their journey, Father God, on earth. If there's anyone that's feeling, Father, that they can't do uh, life on earth any further, I just want to break that lie in Jesus' my name. Father, release hope. Release hope. Release hope. I just say, Jesus, Jesus, you are a hope, you are a hope. You are a hope, Father. Release your kingdom, Lord, into your people's heart, O God. Let them believe that you have called them. If I just feel there's somebody here who has been wondering, God, I'm struggling with this uh, sin. Even as Pastor Jujo was uh, sharing this morning, uh, if you uh, have been struggling with sin, I just want to release this word of Jude 24. Unto him who is able to keep us without stumbling till the end, blameless and with great joy. Come to Jesus. Lean on Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit. To break that power of sin in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I want to join my faith alongside with this uh, person who has been struggling, God, with pornography. Father, break that power in Jesus' name. If you've been uh, sick and tired of this and you've been like, God, I'm not able to break out of this. I want you to know that Jesus is with you to help you. The Holy Spirit is here to empower you. First Peter says... Uh, in the scriptures it says in in, in the book of Peter it says that the Lord has given us the ability godliness, the power the ability to live divine holy lives. You don't have to uh, think that the people will reject you because you are living a holy life. Isn't it better to be rejected by people than to be rejected by God? I want you to raise your standards. I just believe there are some people that have been here uh, that have been asking God, God, I want to raise my standards of holiness. I want to raise up my standards of of living like you, Lord Jesus. I want to release faith into your hearts in Jesus' mighty name. Boldness and courage to live a Godly life. Father, everything that brings condemnation or guilt or shame, let it be broken right now in the name of Jesus. I want to release freedom into the lives of your people. Everything that pulls them down or weighs them down, Father, with their past, let it be broken because your word says when we confess our sin, you are faithful and you are just to forgive us all our sins. Father, Release hope into your people. Let there be hope, oh God. Breathe hope, Holy Spirit. Breathe hope, breathe hope, breathe hope, oh God. I want to thank you, O Father. Lord Jesus, I believe that even as your people, Father God, believe in your promises. As they come back into your presence, Jesus, when they are weary, when they are lonely, when they are helpless, Jesus, you be their hope. Some of you have been asking God for an encounter and I just feel that the Lord is going to encounter you over this two, three weeks. Trust me, the, the Lord Jesus is going to meet you, encounter you in your room. Father minister to your people right now let your presence let your tangible presence oh god invade their rooms oh god let your glory come in jesus let your glory father fill their fill their rooms oh god you are the hope of glory encounter them lord many of them have been asking for revival in their homes in their families into into their workplaces oh god lord breathe your revival oh god because you are the hope of glory i thank you jesus We give you all praise and glory. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a hope filled glorious week. As you walk with Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons please do visit us at wicc.in.